Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, managing editor over at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. If you guys like the show, please consider just subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you do that, take a screenshot of it. Send it over there to uh, to Pete Mundo. That is Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And uh, he will get you one of these awesome Heartland College Sports koozies out in the mail uh, for doing that for us. So uh, make sure you guys are liking and subscribing. And again, thank you guys so much for watching the show and listening to the show. Um, let's just jump right into it today. We got uh, we got some interesting uh, comments here to talk about. Um, if if you are keeping up with things in the NIL world or in the transfer portal world. Washington State head coach Jake Dickert uh, had some really interesting comments uh, about that uh, portion of college football right now. Um, Washington State just lost to Stanford 10-7. to They started the year 4-0. Uh, I believe they were ranked as high as 13th, and uh, things have just kind of fallen off the wagon uh, to, this, to this point afterwards. And so the... Uh, the transfer portal, it, it looms heavy on teams like Washington State, who um, have, have been disappointing or have, have disappointed in the later part of the season. And uh, it won't be long, and the transfer portal is going to be open. Actually, uh, less than a month here, uh, December 4th, is is when the transfer portal, portal uh, will open up. And uh, the way that he describes it is he's expecting it to be something like open season. Uh, which which is that that's telling, especially for for a program that's about to uh, lose its its status as a power five school. Um, so let's just jump right into what uh, what Dickert had to say. Uh, I'll just read this here. I, I'm reading this from Outkick dot com. David Hookstead has the uh, has the story here, and so uh, here's what Dickert had to say. In today's world, you can no longer say passion and spirit are going to get you by anymore. I mean, it's completely real that NIL matters, and the facts are Washington State were behind. Not even competitive in some aspects of NIL, right? And recruiting these kids, uh, and recruiting these kids tell you what they're getting, you know. So Oregon State probably has us by ten times. Arizona State or Arizona has us by 20 times, which is surprising a bit. We'll get in that in a little bit later. Uh, USC, Washington, Oregon, who even knows? It's a whole other planet. It's part of what we need, and it's very, very important. In three weeks, it's going to be open target season on our players. That's what Dickert said on Monday when he was talking to media. That's pretty eye-opening. Um, when you think about a, a program like Washington State who – you know, it's been a fairly prideful program, has seen some guys uh, come through there. Uh, Gardner Minshew plays for the Colts, starting quarterback right now with with uh, Anthony Richardson out. He is a Washington State alum. Um, you know, obviously, Mike Leach, after he left Texas Tech, uh, made a name for himself once again at Washington State. So this is a this is a program that's that's been around for a while. But uh, but they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble going forward because not only are they losing uh, NIL 
the NIL war to schools like Arizona and Oregon State, but they're they're also losing uh, just the ability to to recruit as a power five school with with the Pac twelve falling apart. So it, it's a scary situation, and you know there there's there's a lot of things going on uh, right underneath the noses of of these coaches. Some guys are catching it, some aren't. But uh, I mean, we're talking about tampering. Uh, at every level, it, it's it, there are there's coaches reaching out through players through uh, there's coaches reaching out through high school coaches. I, there's there's just a lot of things going on in NIL, and uh, obviously that's going to have a major impact on the transfer portal when it opens up here before too long. Uh, Dickert had some more to say on on, on the subject here. Um, you know they they. They do have some money that they feel that they can uh, compete with with the rest of the Power Five, but eventually that stuff's going to dry up here. So uh, Dickert says, we need to provide them, being players, with as many resources as possible, uh, uh, with as many resources as we possibly have to keep this team together. Uh, we got to keep recruiting to keep going. It's the future of college football, and to ignore it, to think – it is going away. That's a long time away on the horizon. It's only going to grow in some capacity. And I'm very supportive of players getting their piece of the puzzle and profiting off their name, image, and likeness. He goes on to say, I think it's got to be a vital part uh, because that meeting in three weeks, I can't even imagine what guys are getting. And we're open to these conversations and understanding that we need to keep this team together and keep building for the future. That's what this thing will always be about. So in three weeks, he's, he's talking about the transfer portal window opening up. Um, Washington State's not going to be, they are in a peculiar situation uh, and somewhat of a unique situation with their conference falling apart, but they're not going to be the only school that's affected like this uh, negatively from, from NIL. You got to think about, um, you got to think about some of the other situations. Uh, a key example here, and, and this is, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. There, there's no inclination that this is going to happen. But these are, this is just a perfect situation to to use to describe the situation. Oklahoma State has been very, very open about, or at least Mike Gundy has been very, very open about uh, his thoughts on on NIL. He doesn't want kids coming to Oklahoma State for that reason. Uh, obviously, he wants them to come there because they want to be Cowboys. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, you know, obviously he's, he's having some success uh, with the kids he's got there right now. They're coming off a huge win over Oklahoma and Bedlam, the last Bedlam. And, uh, you know, they're, they're right in contention. They're in the driver's seat to make a, a, a Big 12 championship. So he's obviously doing things right. However, my question is, what do players like Ollie Gordon do? Is this a, you know, again, not saying that Ollie Gordon's going to leave, but there are going to be instances out there where guys of his caliber or guys of his importance to their respective team look around, realize they're a big fish in a little pond, um, financially speaking, when it comes to NIL, and realize that they can go out somewhere else and get something better. And so those. Uh, quality of players are p- 
potentially going to be looking to move away from places like Oklahoma State. And that's, I mean, obviously that's not, that's not good for college football. You've got to have, um, you know, a fairly even distribution of players or you're going to see uh, more and more of these super teams piling up. Now, I will say this. It does feel as if since the NIL world has kind of taken over college football or at least become a big part of what happens in this sport, it does feel like the playing field has been leveled a bit. There feels to be a little more parity in the game. Um, You're seeing smaller teams challenge bigger teams uh, because guys are, are able to, uh, you know, they're not getting the opportunities that they were promised or that they thought they were going to get. And they decide to, to leave one place and, and go to a smaller place where they can have a bigger impact. And that happens over and over and over again. And before long, before you realize you've got teams that are, uh, just made up of, uh, they've got a good solid makeup of, of kids that they recruited from high school, but there's also these, uh, this, this good nucleus of transfer players that are playing key roles and, and were, you know, potentially higher rated kids coming out of high school that uh, a school otherwise wouldn't have landed. And so you're seeing all these, you're seeing schools um, be able to pick some guys up in the transfer portal that they really wouldn't get otherwise, which is good. It's a, it's a really good uh, thing for, for college sports. Cause obviously, you know, you know, the more you can spread the wealth around and the more that you can have these players playing uh, for, for middle tier teams, that it just, it makes it more competitive overall. That's what you want to see. Um, but schools like Alabama, when they realize, you know, uh, Alabama's NIL situation isn't anything to shake a stick at. It's, it's not bad by any means, but they haven't placed a major emphasis on that uh, side of things necessarily. And so if they did decide, if Nick Saban decided, Hey, you know, we're not winning national championships. We haven't won one in two years. So we need to, we need to make some changes. Um, let's start dumping some more money into NIL. It, it would not take long for them to become a major player in that, in that part of the world. And Alabama is already Alabama. So you, you see, you would see schools like that, um, who can use these huge uh, donor bases that they've got, people that are just funneling money into the football program. You see them start using it that way, and that could make things change in a big way as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is just a really – it's it's an upsetting situation for, for uh, fans who are, um, you know, a, a little – for fans of schools that are a little smaller like, like Washington State in comparison to, you know, obviously Washington or – Oregon State um, with, with Oregon, it, it's just it's it's tougher for those schools to to keep up financially, uh, and, and nearly impossible uh, for them to keep up with schools like Oregon um, in in the NIL world. So it's gonna be it's gonna be different. It's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out. But at least this point, um, you know we've we've seen uh, things be a little more even kill than I than I. Uh, initially expected, but, uh, you know, obviously things are going to change going forward. I am interested to see what this new transfer portal window looks like. Uh, it'll be interesting if, to see if that, uh, helps, helps coaches alleviate some of the issues that they've had in the last couple of years, uh, with roster building. 
another another interesting uh, storyline here on the transfer portal. Um, Pete Nakos over at On Three NIL asked an interesting question, and, and I and I thought that this was definitely worth something uh, worth bringing up. So uh, here's kind of here's the synopsis. So he spoke with a a, a group or different uh, groups of collective operators all over the country. And there is a quote unquote tiered system that uh, programs are, are operating on as far as NIL goes. So there's, you know, you've got, um, you've got programs or, or football teams or whatever that are aiming to have like $8 million for an 85 man scholarship uh, roster. So they're, you know, like Texas A&M, for example, is somebody that's been really, really high up there uh, in NIL. They're looking at like, you know, seven figures and uh, um, almost eight figures uh, for, for their NIL um, scholarship there. The, the average, he says the hour, average power five collective operates somewhere in the three to 6 million ballpark. Um, and, there are some things happening already. You're seeing some programs that are just flat out saying, no, we're not doing this. Uh, we're not going to just shovel out money at, at high school prospects. Uh, and instead they're using that, the money that they have to focus on retaining players, uh, and, and using those resources, uh, to, to keep guys around, but also using them to get guys out of the transfer portal rather than getting them out of high school, which is interesting. And so uh, one guy, one agent told him, this agent represents more than 15 players. Uh, He said, the transfer portal is crazy. I'm already getting calls from GMs and chief of staff saying, let's start talking. And the transfer portal window isn't even open. Um, So again, this is just, it's incredible that, you know, coaches are already trying to, you've got people already trying to figure out, who's going to hit the transfer portal, what this free agency uh, world looks like. And it's just nuts. It's, it's changed the way that, that you have to think about player retainment and, uh, and how they're able to keep, how rosters are able to keep guys around. And so I, I think the issue is here, the, the NIL market has not settled yet. We're still seeing guys, sign these lucrative NIL deals that at some point in time, it becomes a money loser for, for some of these schools. Uh, the amount of money that, that, uh, Texas A&M, for example, I, I hate to keep going back. Let's say Miami, Texas A&M and Miami, neither of those teams are getting the return on investment that they would, they were hoping for, uh, with the, with the amount of money that they've spent in, in NIL. And at some point boosters at those places are going to, wake up and realize this isn't, I'm, I'm not getting wins back. My investment is not being paid back. Uh, and so they're going to, they're going to eventually cut funding for that. And so as things settle and those deals start to get less and less lucrative, um, I think you're going to hear less about some of these, you know, incredibly high, uh, incredibly high, offers being being made to, to high school kids but for now 
there, there's just not, uh, you know, there, there's just no way of knowing when that's going to stop. I mean, it's just chaotic right now. And uh, an SEC collective leader told uh, told Mr. Nakos that, you know, that's the top 10%. The top 10% of, of recruits are the guys that, that are having those, you know, huge dollars thrown at them. Um, and depending on the quality of talent, they're still able to drive the market up considering who is, who is out there, uh, and what's going to be made of, of, uh, you know, these, you know, the top 100 guys in every class. So, uh, just a lot of things, a lot of moving parts, moving pieces, trying to figure out what NIL, uh, is going to continue changing and looking like, uh, but obviously it's going to have a, a big impact on the transfer portal, not just in this, in this cycle for, for years to come. So, It'll be interesting uh, to see how how college football combats that, how the NCAA combats that, and uh, really what this thing ends up looking like uh, after 10 years or so, whenever it just becomes a normal part of what we talk about every week. Um, all right. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Guys, listen, we really appreciate you tuning in and listening to the show. Um, I, I love uh, sp- speaking college football, obviously, but but this transfer portal thing, uh, we're all kind of learning this together. And I just want to express my gratitude, say thank you guys for listening um, and make sure you're you're subscribing and, and leaving us a, a five star rating and review if you're over on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us from. Uh, again, just just uh, grab a friend. Let's let's talk transfer portal. Let's talk nil, and uh, and let's keep this thing rolling. So thank you guys very much. Uh, we will talk to you next time. And uh, again, this is uh, this is just a crazy, crazy thing that we're going through, and it's it's only going to get crazier. So uh, I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal. <laughs>